0: Well, the world has your gone nutty, buddy, buddy. Even downright, cruddy, buddy, buddy, buddy. We shall miss the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still
1: buddy cast. Now don't be naughty, go meet everybody it, here on Buddy Cast.
0: And gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Afternoon, buddies. It's time for everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is my new buddy, Sam Humphrey. How are you doing today, Sam?
1: I am great. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and I love your theme song, by the way. Thank you. Amazing. Thank, Thank so you cool.
0: very much. I tell all my buddies it's a local. It's a it's a local artist. So I decided, you know, during the pandemic when this show started, I wanted something catchy, something that can ease the guests into the show rather than just mm-hmm. going right off the air and right into the show, and. um right. I reached out to a local buddy of mine. He played the first three notes, and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm looking for.
1: So, Well, it sells it perfectly. I love it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Now, Sam, for those who don't know you, you're an actor. You were General Tom Thumb in The Greatest Showman. Let's start from the beginning. How did you get into acting?
1: Um, Yeah, so I began acting uh, originally when I was about... Eight years old, um, when I was eight years old, I had a passion for acting, um, and well, it actually started a little earlier than that when I was five, but, um, you know, as a very little kid grows up, they're like, I want to be a fireman, I want to be a policeman, National." I was like, I want to be an actor. Um, no one took me seriously, of course, because I was like five, and, um, (laughs) you know, your dreams change all the time. Um, when I got to eight years old, I saw, um... I saw Hugh Jackman on the big screen as playing Wolverine um, and I was like, that's the guy, that's who I want to be like, I want to, you know, envision my life and be an actor like, well, at first I was like, Wolverine, I want to be Wolverine, Uh, but that's not, you know, possible. Uh, It didn't stop me from trying, though. I strapped on uh, fake cardboard claws to my fingers and ran around the house screaming and pretending to kill, you know, military enemy personnel and whatnot. And so that was kind of where my acting journey began. Um, And then I pursued it, you know, in high school, after curricular activities, et cetera, et cetera. And one thing led to another. I uh, created a show reel and a, you know, demo reel. Um, got an acting agent um, from the UK. Um, f- completely forgot that I had the agent. You know, completely forgot about it. They reached out to me out of the blue one day um, with a audition for Grace Sherman. And, and yeah, next thing I know is. I'm in Great Sherman, and the rest is history. <laughs>
0: nice. That answers the next question about that role. But to spin off of that, how how was that role for you? Like, what was it like being in that movie?
1: Uh it was life changing. I mean, I um, so I got the audition, you know, from my agent. Um, I at first didn't think it was real. I thought it was. I don't know where my mind was going, but I thought it was like a host or something. And I was thinking, why would one of the largest, you know, studios in the world want me to audition for their film, um, you know, 20th Century Fox. And so I actually, literally my finger was hovering over the delete button. Wow. I was like, I'm going to delete this email. Like this just seems fake. Um, but there was an instinct or intuitiveness in me. That was like, you know, I'm an actor. i just got to put myself out there. I've got to do this. So I did it. Um, I had 48 hours. My agent said I had 48 hours to submit a self-tape and send it back to him. So contacted my best friend, um, was like, I really need your help to do the self-tape, um, whatnot. Did the self-tape, sent it back. A week. Within a week, um, I get told that I've been shortlisted. Um, and then I was to meet the director via Skype. Um, I redid kind of my audition, um, over Skype with the director. He was like phenomenal, loved it. Let, let me and the, you know, team have a chat about it. Um, and then a few days later, I got an email from casting saying, congratulations, we have decided to cast Sam Humphrey as Tom Thumb in, at the time it was called, um, the greatest show on earth. And mm. so, yeah, so your name out and said, congratulations, we've decided to cast Sam Humphrey as Tom Thumb in the greatest show on earth. And my mind just exploded, So, because I was like, oh my goodness, I've just been cast in a tentpole 20th Century Fox film, which was, you know... Beyond my wildest dreams at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the experience has been phenomenal. I met so many amazing people, um, let alone Hugh Jackman, who has been my childhood hero since I was eight years old. Um, and I, um, you know, I'm a big believer in, like, you know, manifestation and belie- what you think on is what you will manifest. And This might be another question you have, but um, I'm kind of answering it, I guess, is -hmm. that I stood in at one point in time, I stood at my bedroom window and um, I don't know what kind of came over me. It was just this intuitive feeling that I had staring out my window and my mind was like, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know why I have this feeling, but I'm going to be working with Hugh Jackman in a feature film someday, and I'm going to be walking the red carpet. And one year later, only a year later, I'm on the red carpet with Hugh Jackman. And I've, you know, starred in one of the biggest feature films there is. That's, you know, gonna become a classic. There is a classic. So like, you know, it's just phenomenal experience. I can't like I'm in mean, my mind still tries to wrap my head around it today. So it's
0: that yeah. is awesome. Let's talk about some of those co-stars for a moment. You're obviously mm. a huge Jackman fan. What was mm. it like working with him?
1: <laughs> um well he's been my, you know, like ever since I was eight years old. He's been the only actor that I passionately like really wanted to work with. Just like he's just really amazing stand-up guy, Um and everyone always asks, like, you know, is he as amazing and as real and as authentic as, you know, he appears? Because, you know, sometimes you see celebrities, and when you meet them in person, they're not how you see them in interviews and things like yes. that. Um, and so I have to say, he really is who he comes across as, from interviews, from, you know, how you see him in movies and everything. Like, he's just this real authentic down-to-earth stand-up guy and so like i genuinely appreciate my friendship connection and mentorship from him he's just been one of the best people that i could meet you know in terms of my acting career and just in terms of you know uh relationships in life so yeah he's phenomenal
0: beautiful i'm glad to hear that because you hear so many stories nowadays of like don't meet your hero or like you know yeah just- All these things that like they seem genuine on screen, and then you meet them in real life, and it's like they tell you (laughs) something. Like they just destroy your dream right there, or something. Right,
1: right. Because like you meet them, and then they're not as they appear on you know television or in interviews, and then you're just like, well, you were like my hero growing up, and now I feel lost. Like exactly.
0: You go home and like you're debating: Do I tear the poster down, or do I
1: keep (laughs) it up? What do I do? Yeah because you you've also like you've placed all like your your visions and your hopes and your dreams like kind of on meeting them and like they're gonna give you all this amazing advice and some like you know knowledge wisdom to impart on you and then you know i i feel weird saying this on an interview or whatever but then you know they turn out to be my language but a dick yeah exactly so, you know yeah so yeah so what about other
0: co-stars like uh, Zach Efron or Zendaya? Yeah. How was it like working with them?
1: Um, you know, they were also amazing. Obviously, I didn't have so much attachment or, you know, hopes and dreams about, you know, meeting them as phenomenal as they are. Um, and they are phenomenally talented. Um I'll say I didn't get to interact too much with them in terms of filming because my scenes were predominant, predominantly with Hugh Jackman. Um, mm-hmm. I had a few scenes with Zac Efron, um, which was amazing. And actually, funny little story, uh, which a lot of people don't know. It's fun fact. Zach Efron accidentally backhanded me in the face while we were shooting.
0: I got to hear this story. <laughs> um,
1: and so the scene where we're shooting on um, the other side uh-huh. um, and, you know, where everyone kind of surprises him and Hugh Jackman's like, you know, meet the troop and pushing him around and everything. And so where you see me kind of step up behind him and, like, pull my sword out to be like, hey, I'm here, I'm Tom Thumb. Um, As he's being pushed around in one of the takes that we did, he gets pushed around a little too uh vigorously I guess and his arm kind of just you know does its own thing where it out to the side and as I step up to pull my sword out and be like hey I'm Tom Thumb I'm here his arm just flows out to the side and I step up and I connect with his hand and he backhands me across the face and I just can't help but react as I step up, step up to him, and he backhands me across the face. All you see me doing in the take is, "Ow!" Like you know, like because it hits pretty hard, and I'm just like, "Ow, that really hurts." And the director had to call cut because he saw it on the, you know, on the tape on the daily, and it was like, "Well, we can't use that take." Um, and so the director's like let's redo it, and Zach Efron, let's try not to backhand Sam in the face this time, you know, let's, uh. let's just try not to do that, um, and so we did it again, um, and after we had a successful take, you know, he came up to me, he's like, I'm so sorry, like, I didn't mean to backhand uh, hand you in the face, are you okay, I'm like, I'm okay, you know. I'm fine. I'm just like I oh, know you did that intentionally, you know. Just having a good laugh with him. Yes. Um. And he's like he gave me a good hug, and he's like I'm really sorry. Like, are you okay? I'm like um, it's all good. You know, these things happen. Um. And he gave me a big hug, and it was yeah, it was great. Um. But then going to Zendaya. Um, I didn't really get to work with her. Um, I like thought a, a lot of her scenes were, you know, predominantly with Zach Efron with mm-hmm. like, you know, movie stars and things like that. Um, but she was really sweet. She's a little bit more, uh, in, uh, extroverted than introverted, you know, being a movie star, obviously she comes out of a shell when she needs to, um, acting, you know, and she's very talented with that. So you really never know that she's extroverted. Um, But on set, she kind of, other than when she's acting, she kind of uh, very quiet and kind of keeps herself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know whether that's, like, just focusing, like, whether that's just part of her, you know, focusing on her acting and what she's going to do and getting into it. Um, But I had, you know, I shared some very sweet and special moments with her, like, you know, every, just about every morning that I did, run into her, you know, we spent, you know, five minutes having, like, a me like, chat, and, um, she would give me a hug, and, um, she would ask me, you know, how, she would ask me, you know, how am I, and, you know, how am I doing this morning, and, you know, yeah, we'll just have, like, a little mini chat, and she was very sweet, very down-to-earth, but, uh, very, uh, extroverted when she's not, you know, in front of cameras and acting and things like that, so, um, i had some very special moments and memories uh with different people on set and cast that i'll take with me moving forward for the rest of my life so yeah love all it. very special moments
0: love it so now let's play a little game called favorites i gotta ask from the movie the greatest showman what was your favorite scene
1: oh that's that's a hard one I I'd love to say the whole movie but (laughs) I'm biased (laughs) um but so I had to split them up because I have like my favorite moments where like obviously all of my favorite moments are with Hugh because you know that's what I dreamed of you know doing you know ever since I was eight years old um but so there's some few moments one of my favorite moments is my very first scene that I shot with you was my very first was actually my very first you know uh, scenes I shot of the film um you know at all so just and I remember it so vividly December 2nd um so December 2nd 2016 um which was actually my sister's birthday December 2nd
0: nice. um
1: and it was a Friday I shot my very first scene with Hugh, and it was in the cabin with and um, uh, Charles Stran's cabin where uh, P.T. Barnum comes and introduces himself to Charles Stran, and I'm coming out of my bedroom, and um I couldn't quite get into character because I was a little bit starstruck um, by Hugh, you know, being, you know, literally this close to me um, in my face, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm this close to my, you know, childhood hero, and I couldn't quite get into character, and he started giving me this amazing, like, pep talk, and the speech about, like, he was saying things like, Sam, you're amazing, you're phenomenal, like, out of all the people that self-taped for this role, you landed it, like, you came from, you came up from Australia, and you're here, in New York on set, you know, across from me and, um, you know, you have all the talent in the world and like, we all believe in you and there's no one else who could play this role other than you. And I just, it was all just overwhelming. I just started to like, you know, to cry because, uh, my childhood hero just giving me these, you know, words of, you know, positivity and affirmation. And I just couldn't help but, you know, absorb it all when I just started crying. Um, and so yes, yeah, so that was powerful. Um, so that was one of my favorites. Um and then another moment is when I'm on the bar with uh Hugh Jackman and um when before we break out into um from now on. Uh yeah, from now on. Um is he looks up at me. Um and he's kind of just coming right before we break out into the song, he's like giving his like powerful kind of sing-song speech about, like, you know, losing sight of the real vision and, like, why he did all this. And he comes back up to the bar and he says, because it all brought me back to you. And he's crying. And as he says that line, like, you know, I know it's part of the the film and, you know, just the, the script, but he looks up at me and he says, because it all brought me back to you. And he's looking me in the eyes and the face and saying that, and and he's weeping, and I just can't help but starting to weep either, because I'm just like, you saying because it all brought me back to you, and you're looking me in the eyes as you say that, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I just have to weep. And so I start crying, too, and we're both crying, and it's just these moments where you really, like, have this emotional connection with what's really going in. Like, it's an authentic connection in the movie, like, it's almost like you are acting but you're having these actual connections so it's like not acting at the same time so Mm -hmm. there's that moment um and then there's a deleted well it's supposedly a deleted scene but I would love to see it as a deleted scene there's supposedly Mm -hmm. supposed to be a reel of deleted scenes I haven't seen it I don't know if it will ever be released but um As we're kind of, um, the oddities are all piling outside the door with, um, P.T. Barnum celebrating, um, the show that he's just done with Jenny Lynn, um, and we're all outside the kind of, I guess, green room or the party room, um, And I'm like, uh, we're all talking about how spectacular Jenny Lynn's voice is and all that. Um, And we're like, you know, can we come in and join you with the celebrations and stuff? And I say, um, one of my lines is, uh, I say, you think she likes a man in a uniform? Um, And that's the full line. But I accidentally thought that the director had yelled cut in the middle of me saying my line. And so... I just stop in the middle of saying the line. And, and then the whole, everyone's just like looking at me like, why have you stopped? Like, you know, we're still rolling the scene. Why have you stopped? Um, and that's because I thought we had called cut, but I stopped in the middle of it. And I said, you think she likes a man? And I just stop. And I'm like, And I'm looking around at everyone like, haven't we called cut? And like, are we gonna do another take? And I just stop. You think she likes a man? And I'm like, cool. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure she likes a man. So, and I'm just like, I'm just like, we all start laughing. We're just like, pretty sure she likes a man. But you know, it's just like, and that's one of the deleted scenes because I'm just like looking around at everyone, just like why is everyone looking at me like we're yeah. called cut yeah? yeah um and and we hadn't called cut we were still in the middle of the scene and people were just like keep going you know say the full line yeah. and so we then had to we actually then had to cut and then do another take because i stuffed it up so that was another one of like my favorite like scene moments mm-hmm. so yeah
0: what about your favorite but, song from the movie?
1: Um, for me personally, as amazing and phenomenal, and um, you know, obviously we won a Golden Globe for this. Is me, but me personally, my personal anthem is "A Million Dreams." Mm-hmm. Um, because growing up for me, you know, I had a million dreams for what my life would look like. Um, and you know, being an actor, working with Hugh Jackman, walking the red carpet, you know, um. Winning and these are some things that I still, you know, um, manifest and think about, and it's on my, um, you know, vision board, you know, for me to manifest today. Um, but to win an Oscar and to win a Golden Globe, you know, personally for myself as the, you know, best actor, um, we wanted, you know, uh, Greta Sherman won a Golden Globe, um, and we were nominated for an Oscar. So I see that as, as all-encompassing as part of that crew that I have won a Golden Globe and been nominated for an Oscar, but I want to win one, you know, for myself personally. Um, So A Million Dreams is just like having those million dreams um, for, you know, what I want to achieve and how I see my life going. So that's my personal anthem as a song in The Greatest Showman. And, you know, I sing it, you know, whenever – the moment feels right to me i sing it i you know mm, manifest to the song because it's a very powerful manifestation song too so you know that's my favorite and personal anthem song in the great show
0: love it what about your favorite line from the movie cool um
1: i think everyone loves um, what are you looking at flop doodle um (laughs) everyone loves that line um for me Ooh, um, it's a tough one, but probably when I'm meeting the queen, yes. um, that's probably actually, that's also another one of my favorite scenes. Um, I actually, mm-hmm. if you look on my social media, on my Instagram, I actually did a parody version of it because, uh, Disney, right before Disney was releasing it on Disney plus, they wanted me to do like a little parody, um, you know announcement of the fact that it was going to be released on Disney+. Plus. So I did, like, a parody version of that scene, Me Meeting the Queen. And the parody scene is of my dog, well, it's actually my sister's dog, which is a husky, um, being the queen. Mm. Um, and I did a lot of, like, you know, takes and versions of, like, trying to line up the lines. And um, I did the queen's voice, like... Um, so, yeah, like, if you go watch it on my Instagram... I guarantee you it'll make you laugh just because of how silly it looks and how cool it looks. Um, so one of my favorite lines is probably um, uh, slightly blanking, but it's, um, you're not, oh, yeah. So it's, you're not exactly reaching the top shaft yourself, sweetheart. And yes. so like, you know, it's just, and, and when you see or hear that line, because I, play the Queen's voice you know over on top of you know my dog moving his mouth but when you hear me say that line on top of my dog moving his mouth and it just syncs up so perfectly it just makes you like want to laugh and want to cry and for me whenever I watch that I can't help it break out into a lot of laughter because it just, it's yes. so perfect as a parody, it's amazing you've got to go watch it, so yeah
0: and that line is perfect as someone who also has a form of dwarfism, mm. that line is the ultimate comeback because you know it personally, how many people look at us funny, make a comment mm. on the street, just do something, you know
1: oh, totally. that
0: line is like the ultimate comeback, like the, hey you're not reaching the top shelf yourself you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it was it was probably other than the flop doodle one, it's probably is and you know, again, there's many lines and you know the whole thing is just a phenomenal um string of memories for me rather than just being, you know, a critic film. Um it's a string of memories that I made and you know are in my mind forever. But that line is so powerful you know in that movie and everyone really enjoys that scene so yeah
0: yes so now do you have are there any upcoming roles any upcoming movies you've got lined up anything like that Mm. that you'd like to promote Mm.
1: so I don't um I don't necessarily have any like projects or films that are actually coming out that i 100% been casting. in. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously I've done a number of self tapes recently, still waiting to hear back from them. Um, again, I'm manifesting that I have booked all of those self tapes. So, you know, I believe that I booked them all and just waiting for the confirmation. Um, And one that I just did within the last few days, I really, really, really want because I love that role. So I'm really believing that I booked it, Um, putting that out into the universe and vibing on the high vibrations of that. Um, But during COVID, um, because, you know, acting shut down and all that, a lot of production shut down, I pivoted into producing. Um, and so I have a lot of projects or I have a number of projects that I'm working on that have been developed and that I'm shopping around at the moment, um, which um, I, which, are, you know, being developed and we're shopping around for distribution and financing and packaging it all. So those are projects that um, I should. That I will have announcements and updates for um, shortly as they get, um, you know, the financing and distribution and as they get greenlit. Because, again, they've already been greenlit in my mind, just finding all the pieces that come together to make the project, you know, 100% confirmed.
0: Awesome. Hey, if you ever need a place to promote, you know where to come.
1: I do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and actually, another thing um, which... I think your love is something that's very near and dear to my heart, which I've been actually also born out of, um, you know, our challenges and experiences as being, you know, little people. um, And was born out of, um, you know, thinking of it from COVID is I'm working on something called the little guy. Um, And it's a, It's a brand platform that I'm developing called The Little Guy and hashtag the slogan and the tagline. It's hashtag standing up for the little guys. Yes. Um, And it's very literal, but it's also metaphorical in the sense that everyone can be a little guy, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's mental health, whether it's, um, you know, LGBTQ, whether it's you know, your dreams and aspirations, whether it's going to college, whether it's um, anything, you know, anyone can be the little guy. And so that's what I'm um, focusing on, you know, creating creating a fashion brand and creating an organization and creating a nonprofit. profit um, And really, really um, just making this something that, everyone globally can attach themselves to as a little guy, you know, whether that's literal or metaphorical. And um, I actually have um, a t-shirt that I've already made up um, for myself. It's a black t-shirt with a a yellow logo that says the little guy. And actually what I thought was really cool when I designed it is I've replaced the eye with a silhouette um, of a little guy that actually a lot of people say, is that you? And I'm like, it could be, it, you know, it could be whatever, you know, whatever you see it as, because it really looks a lot like me, even though it's a silhouette, which is funny. Um, so it's like everyone's kind of just envisioning or placing like me on the little guy. And so, like, you know, I'm the face of the little guy because I really envision this. And so it's just something that I'm building. Um, and I can send you more information about it. And if yeah. you want to get involved in it, because um, I'm Please. also, as part of, building the team and i have a strong mentor who's helping me build it um and you know getting people on board as part of that i also kind of want like a like a side core team of actual little people that kind of understand what the core values of being like you know quote-unquote the little guy is of the little guy platform um Mm -hmm. and so yourself um and i can talk more about that and share that with you as well um further but then you know i have an actor friend who's also a little person um and then i kind of have an acquaintance i know if you know brad williams uh comment he's um also you know little person um so i also want to reach out to him and kind of bring him on the project you know these Mm -hmm. are long-term strategies um but just my mind is constantly you know grinding out you know how to pull it all together and what that's gonna look like look mm-hmm. like and with my mentor you know helping me to develop that um, so I want that core also that core side team of little people that understand the vision as well yes so.
0: yes I've got some names for you I'll send you after the uh after the episode of some really notable little people some of which have been on the show also awesome. would love to hear um I don't know have you ever reached out to little people of America
1: um, I haven't reached out to them necessarily um, but I do you know follow them on social media and I tag them a lot with a lot of the stuff that I do um, but yeah that I definitely have connected to them via social media
0: yes I know the president Mark Popenelli and I'm sure if he heard something like this he would be
1: oh that would be,
0: would be fascinated so that
1: would be phenomenal I mean that's really. You know, on the literal side of standing up for the little guys, you know, that's what I want to do, like, just to help us as little people feel like there's a – and, I mean, overall arching, this is to be like a a community of no matter who you are, regardless of, you know, sexual orientation, religion, uh, beliefs, uh, political vision, it's a safe space and a community where no matter who you are, Like, the human race, that's my philosophy. We're all human beings, regardless of size, stature, belief, race, you know, sexual orientation, all that kind of stuff. We are human beings. And so we need to... uh, find a place where we all feel safe and all connect on that level of just being humans, um, you know, regardless of what we believe or how we see ourselves or how we identify. And so that's what the little guy is. It's a safe place for humanity in general. And I just, and I created it because like there's a lot of diversity and inclusion, you know, organizations out there, but I didn't feel like there was really one that just created a, um, created a place where no matter who you are, you identify with, like, cause there's, and it gets a little controversial and I, you know, said this in other interviews, but you know, there's, black lives matter there's lgbtq organizations you know there's disability organizations and they're all very you know niche and very specific to those categories which is amazing and it's phenomenal and we definitely need that but there's not been um an organization that's been all-encompassing of who we are as human beings um and so i really felt that there needed to be um an organization um that can connect us on that level as human beings rather than being like, you know, this is my label as, you know, a, a black person. This is my label as an LGBTQ person, as a disabled person, you know? Um, so I wanted to bring all of that together. So, yeah. So that's why I created this little guy um, community platform brand that I'm developing.
0: I love everything you're saying right now. Cause I 100% <laughs> believe in it, you know, sometimes being little isn't just about stature mm. you know how many times does life belittle us how many times does because of what we stand for because of just something that we do like whether mm. it be who we are as people or what we believe in how many times you know like whether it's our political views whether it's our you know whether it's just something as simple as who we follow on sports or something like mm. that sometimes life likes to be little less because of something you know just because we associate with this means x y and z like you get all the stereotypes with it oh you're this that means you get to you know like you know you're a little person that means you i hate saying something like this but that means mm-hmm. you you know walk home every day singing follow the yellow brick road or something like that you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah 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 like you're, like you're a little person that means like you know every other little person in this world or something like that you and me yeah. are just meeting for the first time today in person yeah
1: i you get know? that i actually do get also that a little bit um mind the pun but a little bit here and there like people are just like oh I know this other little person like do you know them I'm like just because I'm little doesn't mean I know every little person out there like you know like you know no offense I didn't know you existed you know it's like you know we don't we don't have like a mental telepathy just because we have one or two things in common you know so um and then like a big thing and this is something that I've been working on lately um you know because I just turned 28 and I had a little bit of a little bit of a thing going on in my you know headspace you know and mental health awareness is something that I promote like that is very important that I promote very widely on my uh social media because um you know that's Something that I believe so strongly in is that when we don't have our mindset right, nothing else, you know, our mindset it controls our reality. So if we don't have our mindset right, you know, everything else can't, you know, follow suit. Um, and so... um you know, and growing up with my, you know, personal challenges in childhood, you know, I struggled with you know, my mindset and um, having you know, mental health issues and things like that. And so um, I promote that hugely. And I'm all about breaking that stigma of, you know, needing help or speaking out about it or, or, you know, saying that, hey, because I go to therapy or I'm asking for help from someone from a professional, that means there's something wrong with me or, um, you know, or, Being vulnerable, like I always say, it takes strength to be vulnerable and be open and to ask for help. Like, there's this big stigma in our society that opening up and um, being vulnerable and asking for help or saying that, you know, I go to therapy or I, you know, I talk to a therapist, there's a huge stigma in our society that is weakness. Yes. And I want to change that. Like, I'm a huge, like... I really want to change that because, um, yeah, it's so important that we as a society start believing that it's not weakness. We as human beings, we're, you know, social creatures and we need to talk to people. Like we can't bottle this all up, you know. Um, And when I was younger, unfortunately, you know, I did that. And I, when I was a teenager, I struggled with suicide and depression and all that. And so I know what it's like to not, um, you know, feel like the weight of the world is coming down on you and want to find a way out. And, you know, suicide is never the answer. Never, never, never. never, never. And um, so, yeah, anyone that is watching this now, you know, I'd love to just say you, there is a way out. There's always a tunnel. There's sorry. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. No matter how long the tunnel is, there is a light at the end. Um, there are many organizations out there that um, can help you. Um, you just need to be willing to speak up, use your voice. It's not weakness to say that you need help. It's not, not weakness all. to be vulnerable with someone, whether it's family, whether it's a friend, or whether you need to seek you know, professional advice and speak to a therapist or someone like that. Please do that because we want you here. We need you here. You could be the one that, that something that impacts the world greatly. You know, there's no one else in this world that is like you. You are a mm-hmm. one in a billion. So please don't shortchange the world by taking your life. You know, never, never, never,
0: never. 100%. So, yeah. There's only one you in the world, as you mm-hmm. said. And you, who knows? You could be the next president. You could be the next, you know, engineer. You could be the next uh, designer. You could be mm-hmm. anything. Don't let society, mm-hmm. as you keep saying, deem you as the little person who, when you have this great idea or you have these feelings, just says, Yeah, get back in line or something like that, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's so true. I have a follow up question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Were you, as a child, and if you don't want to share this, that's fine, were mm-hmm. you, as a child or just growing up or even today, bullied? Were you, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it's kind of funny. I mean, interestingly enough, I wasn't necessarily bullied. Um, Funnily enough, with me being like the height that I am, that actually made me pretty popular in high school. Um, uh-huh. And so, and actually one of my nicknames was the, that a teacher gave me was the mob boss. Because like, I always had control of, well, not, that kind of sounds weird, but I was able to, I was always able to get people to do things for me and people would, and this is a funny story actually. One time I was, not necessarily being bullied, but, um, you know, someone was kind of picking on me a little bit or, you know, hassling me. And I was in, like, year seven or year eight at the time um, in Australia. You know, I was like a junior, as they say, in, you know, um, America. Here. But some of the seniors came up and was like, Sam, do you want us to go and beat them up? I was like, no, I was like, I no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. I'm not trying to order a hit or like, have you guys beat anyone up or anything? You know, that's not me. I'm just like, um, so I was like, no. Um, so like I had, like, I had control of the school. Like the teachers loved me. The seniors loved me. Like, you know, I, I could get, I pretty much could get my way. Like it was, it's very funny. Um, but going back to that, I wouldn't, bullied but I was kind of discriminated against like yes. as a little person like where people are just like no you can't do that or no that's too big for you or you know um maybe try doing something like this because you know uh, that's more manageable or you know that's something that you might be able to do easier um and you know, not to, uh, not to put, you know, my mom down or anything because, you know, I love my mom and she's amazing. She's incredible. And she obviously just wanted to protect me because, you know, the world is a big scary place and the world is always can always be out to get you or um, can hurt you because, you know, it's a dangerous place out there. But she um, was one of those people that in trying to protect me um, would say, like, no. Yeah, maybe that's not something you should try to do because, you know, um, there's something more manageable for you um, or, you know, you're not quite ready to do that. And um, that was something that kind of I had to break out of with my mindset because that kind of programmed my mind a little bit to be like, oh, maybe I can't do that or maybe I'm not ready for that or maybe, you know, um, try something that's a little easier to do. Um And she had the best of intentions, of course, you know, wanting to protect me and make sure I didn't get hurt. You know, I'm a little person and then, you know, I'm the baby of the family. I'm the youngest. Um, So, of course, that's her, you know, intentions. Um, But I would always say, no, I will try it. I will give it my best shot. And if I realize I can't do it. Then I'll stop doing it, or I will switch you know my path or my direction or my you know thought pattern um and so you know, and i get I still get discriminated unfortunately today, and I'm sure you do as well mm-hmm. um where people just like because they unfortunately, when you're a little person, sometimes people can't help but uh, envision you as a child you know, and Mm -hmm. have that, you know, thought pattern that you're a little person, you still look like a kid, and so they think of you as a kid. Um, And so, you know, and that's how, again, it may not be intentional, but that's just their programming, uh, you know, of seeing you as a little person, therefore you must be a child, therefore you're not necessarily on the same operational level as I am in terms of, like, you know, goals and visions and, you know, business plans and all that kind of stuff. So that's how I get discriminated in like meetings and things like that. And it's just being like having that mindset and that belief in yourself when you're talking to them and like explaining your vision and business plan to be like, no, I have a vision. I have a plan. I've thought this out. I'm not a kid. This is I'm an adult and I know what I'm talking about and having that confidence in yourself so that they also feel that vibrational aura coming off you. So they don't discriminate against you, but you know, again, you can't help. Honestly, it's mindset and perspective. Um, Like you can't help and you can't change how other people or the world is going to see you or perceive you. And so you have to be able to control your own mind and your own perception of who you are so that you know you don't let the world or other people's perceptions impact you negatively and stop you from achieving the goals and dreams that you have so yeah
0: beautiful you know and you're absolutely right you and me could talk about that as a whole nother episode oh, you know
1: i could go into it i could talk about it all day my friend. you could probably do
0: a ted talk on it you know i
1: could i could
0: Yes. So I got two more questions for you. I know mm-hmm. we're running out of time here. Oh, good. But the first question comes from my buddy Jonas Kane at Hashtag Positivity. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy?
1: Hmm. Um, in my own words, what it means to be someone's buddy is just to always be be there for them whether that's in person whether that's hanging out and um actually this kind of goes back to another question from an interview that I did um a couple years ago which was what is um what does kindness mean to you and that kind of goes hand in hand is being a buddy is just being kind to them and not having an ulterior motive you know um Again, whether that's hanging out in person or whether that's sending them a text message to be like, How are you going today? Checking in with them. It's being their person, whether that uh, being that, that person that always checks in on them and is there for them throughout life, whether you're in the same room as them or whether you're on the opposite side of the world. It's just checking in with them and letting them know that no matter what happens in their life, your life, you're always there for them, and they can mm-hmm. always come to you and talk to you, whether or not you're together or a million miles away. Mm-hmm. So, we
0: call that we call that here on Buddy Cast a buddy check. When we're always a buddy checking
1: check, in on, I love that.
0: Yes, we're always checking in. Hey, doing a buddy check. How are you doing today? What's your, mm. you know, like how you know, like checking in our friend if you see a quick post on social media like that they're struggling, it's on doing a buddy check. What's going on? How are you doing? You know. Mm
1: so and then also really really actually listening like i mean you know too many times people like how are you and like you know maybe they'll say good but then if you're very if you listen to that i'm good you can hear the subtlety and the tone like okay they're not really good they're just worried that you don't really care Mm -hmm. and so like in hearing the tonality of their voice or being like no like i'm actually asking like how are you doing today? And like, you can tell me, are you, are you really good? Or, you know, is there actually something going on? You know, you can talk to me and you can trust me. Um, Yes. So, yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you can also tell by body language too. Mm, That too. Most definitely. So my final question to you is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: for you is for anyone out there who dreams of being an actor like you dreamt of, what is your advice to them?
1: So my secret source is um, tell everyone, no matter who it is, every single person you run into. If it's a casual conversation on, you know, with someone on the street, or whether it's your best friend, your mom, your parents, anyone you meet, tell them your tell them your goals and your dreams. Like not the ones that you, you know, feel like are insanely big, you know, because obviously you don't want them to call you crazy. But for example, for me. I told everyone that I wanted to be an actor, like, whether it was a random person on the street, that I, I wanted to be an actor, There, it was my best friend, it was my mom, my parents, my brother, my sister. I told them my goal and my dream is to be an actor and that I will be an actor. Because the moment, there's two things. The moment you vocalize that and put that vibrational energy out into the universe, the universe moves everything out of the way for you to obtain that goal so that's number one and number two is when you tell everyone about you know that goal or that dream like to be an actor suddenly they you know they start seeing opportunities for you too like for example i told you know i told my friends and i all that and then you know when they saw stuff on social media or they saw you know You know, any opportunity, they would always text me or email me or message me and be like, hey Sam, I saw a casting call, or I saw, or I heard of someone in a random conversation, or I uh, just connected to a, a casting director or a director or someone who, you know, is working on a film or a TV show. They'll tell you about it, and they'll say... I asked them if, you know, I could introduce them to you. And they said, yes, of course. So it's those little opportunities that they see that they then bring to you. Because then you're opening up your network of people that will bring you opportunities and tell you all this information. Because you're one person. You can't see everything that's going on in the universe. But suddenly you have your soldiers that are seeing these opportunities, that are seeing these information, that are seeing all these um, potential ways for you to become an actor, for you to connect with these people that can make your goal and your dream a reality. Um, and that happened to me. You know, my I did a um, documentary with one of my family friends, a very good family friend, and she also has a um, – I don't like to use the word disability because I think it has a very – negative unfortunately a negative stigma today Um, even though there's nothing wrong with that word um, but I like to use the word rare ability because we're all unique and we're all rare Um, so I like to use the word rare ability instead of disability Um, and so I'm trying to get that term you know out there a lot more um, and for people to understand that term but so she has muscular dystrophy and she was working with a, a nonprofit organization called Attitude Live. And I did this documentary with her. Um, and um, you can find it on YouTube, or I can even send it to you if you want to check it out. i send you the link. Um, but they set up this mock, um, because she knew about it, they set up this mock uh, audition for Neighbours, which is kind of like Young and the Restless here in the US, um, for me to do in my documentary. And they were so blown away by my mock audition, that I they created a role on neighbors for me. And so, you know, that led to me being on neighbors, which led to me, you know, um being getting exposure and getting um seen by, you know, the casting people for the dread showman and you know that it all it all connects and it all, you know, spirals. So just let everyone know, you know, what your hopes and dreams and goals are, because then that just that opens up the network of people that are helping you achieve your goals and your dreams. So yeah, that's my one piece of advice to anyone, whether you want to be an actor or whether it's something else. to so let people know what it is that you want to be or what you want to achieve, because then that just opens up, you know, doors that you personally may never have connected to
0: or I've through. Love that answer. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for that. And mm-hmm. thank you for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. You're not Always. a guest. You're a buddy.
1: I'm a buddy. And I'm a yes. buddy to you now.
0: Yes, we are buddies officially. And buddy, I ask all my buddies on this show, mm-hmm. I have one favor to ask you before we end this show. Whatever mm-hmm. you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, please Go be someone's buddy.
1: Mm. Absolutely. Be be a buddy to everyone because we all need buddies. We're all, remember, we're all human beings and we all feel the same uh, emotions. We all feel the same stress. We all have mental health, you know. We all have days where we have mental health, you know, um... Issues where we feel like we're not good enough. We feel like, you know, no one cares about us. No one loves us. All of that. We're all the same that we feel that vulnerability. So be a buddy to someone, you know, and just, yeah, just spread love and joy and kindness. And that's what I'm all about.
0: Yes, Mm. absolutely. Well, Mm. thank you again for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Sam Humphrey. Please go watch The Greatest Showman. See what a great job he does. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. We'll catch you all next time here on everybody's favorite show,
1: BuddyCast. Awesome. I am very grateful to my now new buddy, Nick. So, yes. um, and make sure you go and like and subscribe and watch all of his other interviews and podcasts because my my new buddy over here, Nick, I'll point this way, <laughs> is phenomenal. So yeah, Thank you. make sure you go and do all that.
0: Thank you. We'll catch you all next time here on Buddy Cast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them laugh. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy No, Don't feel none, make it can make
1: everybody here on Buddy Cash.